No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Find the Savior. Find Yeshua HaMashiach. Find the truth on Solace Radio. I'm going to begin by telling you I'm going to talk to you about 666, the system. Not 666 itself, but a system that we could attach to that. Because as we look about ourselves in the world we live in today, we find ourselves in a world that is completely different than the world of our youth, unless we are the youth today. Any one of us, and the older we are, the further back we go, the bigger and greater the amount of change that we've seen. Some of us, some of us, Jerry, some of us can remember a time when there was no television. Can you imagine that? No television. Nationalism was something to be proud of. Ah, marriage was something to be revered. And it was safe to walk the streets anywhere in Fort Myers at night. Things change slowly. Things change slowly. The latest technology lasted more than a month before being out of date back then. And discipline was something that was considered to be worthwhile. As our ages move down through the younger members of our congregation, we remember less and less of an age when morals and virtues were considered to be of value to society, some of us, some of us, the younger of us, simply don't remember back as far as others, and so haven't seen as much of a change as has taken place as others of us have. The children and the young people of today, because they don't have any comparisons, look upon the way that people live today and interface with each other as normal. We old-timers don't do that quite so much. You see, those young people have never lived in a time when social pressures made drug use unacceptable. And those that did drugs, social outcasts. They don't conceive of a time when sexual promiscuity was considered an unacceptable social activity. And they have no clue that at one time a handshake... A simple handshake was more binding than today's best written contract. Because the mark of a man way back when was that his word was his bond. I'm not here to condemn these young people or to point a finger at anyone as to why they don't have any of these understandings. I simply want us to understand that there is a different social order in place now than when we older folks were growing up. And I want to point out that this is part of the new world order that has come into place. We hear about the new world order, and it's all shouted at, it pos- at us positively. But the new world order ain't necessarily so positive for those of us who can remember a different world that we grew up in. 
About 25 years or so ago, the world leaders began to talk about this new world order that they were going to bring into effect. It came from as diverse people as President George H.W. Bush, then President of the United States, and from Mikhail Gorbachev, who was then immediate past president of the Soviet Union, and as well was the immediate past arch enemy of the United States of America. They were talking about moving into a period of time when companies and deals were becoming too big and too complex to be done under what we call a gentleman's agreement, a handshake. A time when moving commerce across national boundaries was becoming less of a deal than it used to be just moving it across state lines. They They were talking about the push by mega industries, mega banks, into international operation of business and management of the world's resources and its markets. They were talking about the management of disputes among nations, of fostering greater prosperity for the third world's population, of promoting, of promoting a lasting peace through cooperation among all of the world's population. Now, there are some variations on how this can be carried out. But the two basic options are to either slowly and carefully lift the third world up to a level of the so-called industrialized West, requiring certain sacrifices to be made in the process by these powerful world leaders and entrepreneurs over a long period of time. Or, move ahead quickly by lowering everyone's standards to the lowest common denominator. It is the thing of human nature to be impatient. You know about impatience? Lord, give me patience and do it right now. Now those of you that have been listening carefully are about to accuse me of talking about a conspiracy And you're right in a way, because I do see a conspiracy, but probably not in the way that you might be thinking. I don't think that this is a man-made conspiracy. I think that Hasatan, Satan, is at the base of it, and the people involved in the various enterprises that are moving us into globalism, for the most part, don't see that this is part of Satan's plan. If the false Messiah is alive today, and that's entirely possible, if the false Messiah is alive today, he might not yet even be aware of his role. But I doubt it. We're moving toward a time when the progress of man, socially, technologically, and religiously, will make it possible to bring about the system that centers around the mark of the beast. Implant that thought in your mind. We're moving towards a time when the progress of man socially, technologically, and religiously will make it possible to bring about the system that centers around the mark of the beast. And that raises a question. What do we actually know about the mark of the beast? There are theories that abound. As it 
There are many, many theories that abound as to what the mark of the beast means. So let's begin to explore this by going to Revelation 13, verses 1 and 2, please. Would you bring that up? Then I saw a beast rising out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads. On his horns were ten royal crowns, and upon his heads were slanderous names. Next. Now the beast that I saw was like a leopard, his feet like a lion's, and his mouth like a bear's. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. This is what's coming. Next. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb. Who was the lamb? Yeshua. He had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Next. He exercises all the authority of the first beast before him and he makes the earth and all those who dwell in it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. Understand that the first beast is the false messiah. The false messiah is an imitation of our true messiah. And so he had to be raised from the dead in order to fulfill his role as the false messiah, the imitation of the real messiah. Well, first thing we notice here is that there's two beasts mentioned here. The first is the false messiah. The first is the false messiah represented as receiving his power from the dragon who is Satan, Hasatan. And the second beast is the false prophet, the false prophet who rounds out really a false trinity, a counterfeit, if you will, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit of God, Messiah, and the Ruach HaKodesh. This second beast or false prophet in Satan's grand scheme of things is the equivalent, evil equivalent, I might add, the evil equivalent to the Holy Spirit. It will be the job, it will be the job of the false prophet to lead people into the web of deceit being spun by the false Messiah. Now, This gives us a clue as to when the mark of the beast will be applied or will come into play. It'll be after, it will be after the false messiah is visible on the scene of the world activities. The false messiah, or the false prophet, the false prophet's whole purpose will be to manipulate the world's population into the position where they can be deceived into following the false messiah and therefore willing to accept the mark of the beast and allow the false messiah to control them. Anybody in overload yet? (laughs) The false prophet might be looked upon as the world's greatest public relations man, although the world's greatest snake oil salesman might be a better description for him. But PR man nonetheless, because he must convince, he must convince the masses of the world that the false messiah is the greatest thing that's occurred since they put cans around soda pop. And he has to do it in the face of what the false messiah is preaching and doing. Let's move ahead, still in Revelation 13 to verses 5 and 7. 
The beast was given a mouth uttering great boasts and blasphemy. It was given authority to act for 42 months, engrave 42 months in your, in your minds if you will. Next verse. He was also permitted to make war against the Kiddushim and to overcome them. He was given authority over every tribe, people, tongue, and nation. Next. All who dwell on the earth shall worship Him. Everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. As false Messiah, as He comes into the world and begins to preach, then the false prophet preaching with Him is going to be successful. It says so here, All who dwell on the earth shall worship Him. Everyone whose name is not written from the foundation of the world and the book of life of the Lamb. Did you understand? Do we understand that before we were born, the Lord knew where we would be when we ceased to dwell in this human body and went to be in eternity? Everyone whose name is not written from the foundation of the world in the book of the life, in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain well, what does this sound like? This sounds like a false religion coming into being in the world. The ultimate replacement theology, if you will. And the groundwork for this false religion has been being laid out for centuries. We have to understand that. The groundwork for this false religion has been being laid out for centuries, for millennia. It's even now coming into full flower in the various man-centered cults of the New Age movement. Understand that in the flesh of carnal man is buried the desire to be like God. Satan, Satan understands this better than anyone because this is what he used because it is something that he had experienced himself, something that experienced that had caused his own downfall. And this is what he used to deceive the couple in the Garden of Eden. This is what he tried to deceive Yeshua with when he met with him on top of the mountain. But he failed. But you see, this is what the false Messiah knows best. This is what Satan knows best. And this is how Satan will ultimately get mankind to follow his minions who are the false prophet and the false Messiah in order to be in control of the world. The false messiah is going to have control over three things. False messiah is going to have control over three things. Number one, a world government. Number two, a world monetary system. And number three, a universal religion. He must control each of these. A world government a world monetary system, and a universal religion. So let's cut to the heart of this matter. What does Exodus 20, verse 7 say? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. That's our instruction from the Lord. That's pretty cut and dried. Don't go off and following something when someone else or some kind of other thing. What is the false Messiah going to be doing? Well, let's go to the 
Next version of Revelation 13, 5 and 7. The beast was given a mouth uttering great boasts and blasphemies. It was given authority to act for 42 months. Again, etch 42 months into your memories. Verse 6. Then he opened his mouth with blasphemies against God to slander, slander his name, his tabernacle, that is, those dwelling in heaven. Verse 7. He was also permitted to make war against the Kiddushim and overcome them, and he was given authority over every tribe, people, tongue, and nation. That sound familiar? We've just look at, looked at that. So, in lieu of what is being said here, what is man saying? What is man saying? Let's go to 13.4. And they, that is man, worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, who is the beast, the false messiah. And they worshipped the beast, chanting, who is like the beast and who can make war against him. That's where man is going to end up being those who are not committed to Messiah Yeshua and the true Creator God. Now, what I'm about to present to you from this point on is food for thought. I don't want anyone to accept this out of hand just because you heard it here, because this is essentially what I'm giving you, my theory. My theory. It's not cast in stone. It's not the official position of anyone. What we're trying to do is understand what mechanism the false messiah uses to get control of the world government, the world monetary system, and create a universal religion. What I'm going to present for your consideration is that the mark of the beast is more than just having 666 tattooed on one's head or one's hand. The mark of the beast represents the system that is established by Satan through the false messiah and false prophet that allows Satan to control in every way the lives of the world's population. Still in Revelation 13, did we notice in verse 5 that the first beast of false messiah is given authority for 42 months? That's three and a half years. This is the second half of the seven-year period of Daniel 9.27, which is the start of Jacob's trouble, what we today would be calling the Great Tribulation. You might even make a case for this being the point at which Satan takes complete control over the false Messiah. So let's look at it again. Revelation 13, 5 through 7. The beast was given a mouth uttering great boasts and blasphemies. It was given authority to act for 42 months, three and a half years. Six. Then he opened his mouth with blasphemies against God to slander his name and tabernacle, that is, those dwelling in heaven. And seven. He was also permitted to make war against the Kiddushim and overcome them. He was given authority over every tribe, people, tongue, and nation. God lifts his hand just turns him loose. At this point, the false Messiah 
will begin to exalt himself. In such in which itself is a blasphemy. But it seems to indicate here that he goes beyond blasphemy to exercise power given to him by Satan. And where we want to focus our attention is on the second beast. Revelation 13.11 This is going to be quite long, so let's progress through it as quickly as we can. 11 through 18 Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast before him and he makes the earth and those who dwell in it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed. He performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven in the sight of man. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth through signs he has permitted he is permitted to perform, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image in honor of the beast who has a sword wound who yet lived. The second beast is permitted to give life to the image of the first beast, the one that was just created, so that the image of the beast could even speak and cause all who would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. 16. He also causes all, the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free and the slave, to receive a mark on the right hand or upon their forehead. And so no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. The first thing we need to notice is that the false prophet is of a different origin than the false messiah. The false messiah is seen as coming up out of the sea, that was back in verse 1, indicating that he is from the nations. This is consistent with Daniel 9.26. The people of the ruler to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. They're going to come out of the nations to destroy Jerusalem and the temple in Jerusalem. In history, since it was the Romans, the Gentiles under Titus that did this, uh, that gave us a picture of this, gave us a prophetic picture we assume that it is from among the Gentiles that the false Messiah comes from, quite possibly even comes from Europe, the core of the old Russian Empire, which is the picture we're building from. The false prophet, on the other hand, is said to come out of the earth. The actual Greek word used here for earth is gehe, meaning soil, And you could do a lot with that, but for our purposes here, it denotes that the false prophet is not from the spirit world, but from created man. Next, we should note that that as Yeshua said in Matthew 7.15, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. The false prophet, the false prophet, How is Messiah Yeshua described in this as the Lamb of God? 
Well, the false prophet will have two horns like a lamb. He will be an imitation, but he will roar like a dragon. Why? Because he exercises all the authority of Satan like the false messiah does. He will be, in other words, a complete counterfeit, an evil complete counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. Just like it's the job of the Holy Spirit to draw and lead all of mankind to the Messiah, it will be the job of the false prophet to lead all mankind to the false Messiah. And as all authority given to the false prophet is used to promote the false Messiah, the false prophet is given power to do all these marvelous things to deceive the world. It's the false prophet, the second beast, that comes out of the earth that causes everyone to take the mark of the beast. Not the false Messiah. The false prophet causes everyone who does not choose God to take the mark of the beast. Remember what God said, if you're not for me, you're against me. The question is, what is the meaning of the mark of the beast? What is the meaning of the mark of the beast? The taking of the mark of the beast means acceptance of something. The taking of the mark of the beast means acceptance of something. The question is then, what is that something that is being accepted? It will seem to most people that taking a mark purely for the purpose of being able to conduct business or commerce or grocery shopping is hardly something that would bring about eternal condemnation from God. Doesn't seem right. If we accept the fact, though, that the world will ultimately become a cashless society, possibly very quickly, fairly quickly, it hardly seems in people's mind that taking a mark simply to have access to our monetary wealth should be something that would arouse the wrath of God. So why not take that mark? Unless you're a believer and you've studied your Bible and know. Now, if the commerce and the monetary system of the world isn't what brings on the wrath of God, except in the instances where man puts commerce and wealth ahead of his relationship with God, what is the thing about the mark of the beast that is the tripwire, that makes it the tripwire, if you will, of God's wrath? What's left? World government and universal religion. In of itself, world government need not be bad. But a universal religion other than the universal worship of our God, our Creator God, is not an acceptable alternative. And in his need to usurp man's worship of God to himself, Satan must have absolute control over every aspect of every human's life, and to do so, he must control every aspect of every human's life. This means man's monetary system, man's government, and man's religion. It must be completely under the control of his puppet, the false messiah, and it needs to be understood that being marked against the will, in some fashion, does not force one into some form of servitude to Satan. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. It is the acceptance of the mark. It is the acceptance of the mark 
that acknowledges control. Think about this. The unholy trinity, the unholy trinity is going to create a system whereby man can be controlled. The unholy trinity is going to create a system whereby man can be controlled. A system that includes monetary, governmental, and religious control and the taking of the mark of the beast will be man's conscious acceptance of that system. The taking of the mark will be a form of swearing allegiance to the beast, the false messiah, the false prophet, and to Satan, making it, by and large, a spiritual matter that's coming. This is what brings on the wrath of God. You shall have no other gods before me. Look at what Satan has done all throughout man's history. He's whispered in man's ear that man can be like God. Go to Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse 5, please. The beast was giving a mouth. That's Genesis 13. Oh. Well, okay. Let me, let me work around that. Ah, there we go. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. See, Satan's talking to the woman here in the garden. Everybody probably remembers this. For God knows that when you eat of it, that's the fruit of the forbidden fruit of the tree in the center of the garden, the knowledge of good and evil. For God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's what Satan is trying to teach us even today. You will be like God. And throughout history, what has man done? He sought to be like God. Look at the Greeks. They're thinking, they thought, was to elevate themselves to Godhood. The Roman emperors were not quite so classy. They just said, I am God, worship me, or off with your head. Satan himself is in his present position and condition because he sought to be God. Everybody realized that he was the chief among all the angels. He was the highest angel ever created until he sought to take the position of God for his own. Back to Revelation 13:18. Please. Here is wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man, and his number is 666. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, if anyone has understanding, let him calculate. No pun intended, but this adds up to something. All kinds of games have been played with numerology. Some of us will remember Jerry Lucas, a former National Basketball Association great, probably Jerry and I. Jerry Lucas co-authored a book with Del Washburn called Theomatics. I knew you'd remember. 
Theomatics, you can find it in the library. Theomatics is a marvelous book that, in my opinion, proves that if you play around with numbers long enough, you can make them prove anything. You see, in both Greek and in Hebrew, the numbers of the alphabet have numerical value and are used for mathematical calculation. Unlike our current system where we have a completely different set of symbols for numbers. In Jewish interpretation, Gometria is a system of deducing the secret of a text by post-potent. Let me start that again. In Jewish interpretation, Gometria is a system of deducing a secret of a text by posting it in a meaningful connection between words whose numbers are either identical or related by simple arithmetic. Numerology is of Satan. Just put that. David Stern, who wrote the complete Jewish Bible or translated the complete Jewish Bible, offers this example for us. In rabbinic literature, God is sometimes called the place. Makom. Why should this be is not evident. So Gometria explains it. The letters of yod heh vav are equivalent. I'm going to go through this slowly twice. The letters of yod heh vav are equivalent to 10, 5, 6, 5. The sum of the squares of these four numbers is 186, which is the sum of the numbers of Macomb, Mem, mem 40, Kuf 100, Vav 6, and Mem 40, equiv- equaling 186. So each of these names has the same numerical value if you square the numbers in one case before you add them, as opposed to just adding them in the other interest, instance. You see the extremes that people will go to to create a truth in a theology that they have invented and are trying to teach all the rest of us. The letters of yod heh are equivalent to 10, 5, 6, and 5, the sum of the squares of these numbers. Now we're squaring each of these numbers. Is 186, which is the sum of the numbers of the Macomb, Mem 40, Kuf 100, Vav 6, Mem 40 equaling 186. So each of these names has the same numerical value if you square the numbers in one case before you add them as just opposed to adding them in the other instance. The numbers here are being played with and it creates a theology that so many people are accepting and wanting to follow. The problem being, again, If you finagle, play with numbers, you can make them prove just about anything your heart really desires. 666 has proven to be the most overworked number in history. Just go with that. 666 has proved to be the most overworked number in history. Certain forms of the Emperor Nero's name will add up to 666. There was a first century cult that expected him to be resurrected because they could create this 666 thing. If you make A100, B101, C102, etc., you can ultimately end up making Hitler B666. 
Historically, many people have suggested six 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 could also include Napoleon again by manipulating numbers. This is not exactly the accuracy needed to base theology or a doctrine on. Yet verse 18 tells us that if we use wisdom, then if anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast. Now, I don't think that any amount of calculation will reveal to us who the false Messiah is or is going to be, which is what everybody is trying to prove as we go through today. First of all, it's the second beast, the false prophet, who is involved in establishing the number of the beast, not the false Messiah. Second, the number could be entirely symbolic. The number could be entirely symbolic. Look at symbolic, look at some symbolic uses for numbers. Seven is the number for perfection. Eight is the number for Messiah who is beyond perfection. Six is the number of man who falls short of perfection. Then, let us look at a triple repetition. You can find this both in Revelation 4.8 and in Isaiah 6.3, where it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This triple repetition symbolizes absolute ultimacy. If then the number 666 symbolizes man, could not the number symbolizing man repeated three times stand for man under the guidance of the false prophet, setting himself up as the absolute ultimate, which in fact is saying, I am God. So what I'm proposing for your consideration this morning is that 666 isn't really the name of a man, that it is the system of man. It is the system of man, the new world order, so to speak, when man takes over, creates peace, prosperity for everyone, the universal government, economy and religion, and the mark of the beast will symbolize the voluntary allegiance to this by anyone taking the mark of the beast. The leaders of this will be the false messiah who ultimately declares that he is companion deity to Satan and demands worship and the false prophet and they themselves are part of the system man who men who have given their allegiance to Satan they will demand of all mankind the same kind of allegiance to Satan as they have given through the false messiah so making the making of this commitment becomes a spiritual decision, the same as making the decision to commit yourself to Messiah Yeshua. Except that this decision is made for counterfeit reasons. This decision is made for counterfeit reasons, is made because of the belief that man really has the ultimate control over his own destiny and that the way of man is better than the way of God. Yeshua said in Matthew 24, 4 and 5, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. The mark of the beast, the mark of the beast has long been the subject of discussion. 
When I was a kid, when I was a kid, the only way to mark a person was to tattoo them. This, of course, has been around for centuries. Then with the advent of the computer, other options have become available. Barcodes like those used in supermarket checkouts were as hot as way to go for a while. Now microchips, which are in essence microcomputers, are being touted as the way to go and being inserted in people. This seems reasonable since the functions of monetary needs as well as ID, security, medical and personal histories can then be scanned. Miniaturization is no longer a problem because these things are now down to sizes really about the sixth of the size of a postage stamp and the technology for implanting them is, has been long perfected in animals. No matter what the mark of the beast turns out to be, it is the system behind it that makes it what it is and the system, that system, is the total control of monetary governmental and religious activities of the entire earth. That's the goal. It is the implementation of control of the latter, the religious activities of the world, to the total exclusion of our God that brings forth the wrath of God. There are many people now that are worried about something happening that will cost them their eternal relationship with God. The taking of the mark of the beast will be an inadvertent act by many. Many who choose to accept it will not know exactly what it represents when they choose to take it. It will be done out of ignorance. Now, I've tossed a lot of my theology about this coming end of the age in front of you to assimilate. Consider what I've given you is all food for thought. Consider it simply as food for thought, not something that can necessarily be cast in stone, put in place facts, facts that can be entered in as they begin to occur can only be added to this. Facts as they begin to occur can only be added to this. How soon? That's all in the timing of Adonai or God. How soon? The only thing I can tell you is it's been <laughs> it's been a hair over 25 years since I taught this the first time. That puts us a bit closer to the coming of the time of this prophecy being placed into action. A time when we as believers in Yeshua cannot let slip up on us and catch us by surprise. Because far too many will. Even though this knowledge has been around for such a long period of time, it is not something generally known. So assimilate this. Don't cast it in stone. But lay it out so that when the real thing begins to appear, it can be updated and made into the truth of what's going on. Shabbat Shalom.
On the cutting edge of the Messianic movement, Solis Radio will rock your faith and bring the Bible alive. Find your Savior. Find Yeshua HaMashiach and explore the whole Bible and discover treasures there. Solis Radio.